Welcome to the Start Over Coder podcast. I am the Start Over Coder and I'm taking you along on my quest, taking up a new career as a professional developer and pursuing financial independence. This week, I got a glimpse at what it's like to work as a software developer in my company that I work for currently. So that's what this episode is going to be about. So on Monday, yesterday, I joined their weekly stand-up meeting for this huge software product that they work on for our company. And so I will share a little bit about what that meeting was like, and then also how the whole thing came about in the first place. Because maybe for you, if you're thinking about changing careers or starting to work as a developer, Maybe it's something that you could try in your own company before making that big jump and just kind of try before you buy. So I'll share a bit about how I went about doing that. So first of all, though, the meeting itself. So yesterday was their weekly stand-up meeting for the software team. Now, I'm going to be honest. When I'm talking about this, I don't know entirely what I'm talking about because I kind of had no context going into this meeting very little information about the status of the project as a whole, and really just very little information in general. So I have limited detail, but I will share what I am able to about what I kind of gathered from joining the meeting. Overall, it was a really great experience. I'm glad that I did it. So like I said, it was their sort of weekly status update. My sense is that they are working similar to the Agile system where they're in working in sprints leading up to periodic releases of the software. And so this was like a weekly status call with all of the team leads for the different parts of the project that they're working on. And then my guess is, because it does seem like they're using some kind of project management system like Agile, that maybe on those individual teams, then they may have daily stand-ups or kind of a little bit more regular reporting. But this was kind of like the top level senior, you know, all of the team leads reporting to the senior executives uh, weekly check-in call. And the software product that they work on is this massive, massive behemoth of a program that they have built internally and maintain for our company. So the company that I work for has a lot of intellectual property. And so this software that they've built is basically how all of the rights and licensing is managed and uh, kept record of globally for the whole company all around the world. And so the company itself is like pretty old. So there's literally decades worth of deals and information and rights and all of that for all of the IP that we have in this software kind of maintained for everybody to be able to access at any time. And it is used daily by people all around the world in nearly every time zone by lots of different functions. So it's not just sales, it's not just marketing, it's literally anybody who really has a touch point to any of our product, our IP, they will interact in some way, most likely, with this software. So basically all that to say, it can't not work. Like it is a very very integral part of the business and very important to everyone who uses it, even if people don't necessarily appreciate and recognize so much just how important it is, but it really is. So this team is the team that maintains it and tries to add new improvements as they go and um, at the same time making sure that there is no downtime, that it's constantly running and that they're running these new releases and new deploys in a way that's not going to bring the software offline for the probably thousands of people who use it on a daily basis. So what I learned in this stand-up meeting is 
basically how they're doing that. So they have some maintenance projects on. So basically, like I said, they're working up to several releases, which from what I can tell, they're usually about every six weeks. And so in each of those weeks leading up to the release, there are different milestones and different places where each team needs to get to. So in order to do that, they basically, in this meeting, we're reviewing the number of open tickets. So that's the number of open things that either need to be fixed or improved upon or were identified as things that should be worked on or, you know, written in this I guess we'll call it a sprint for the purposes of this episode. I don't know if that's what they call it themselves, but let's say the project is working on a six-week release calendar and each of those weeks is a sprint. So in this meeting every week, they're kind of reviewing what is up for this week and whether they are in a green status, which is all things on schedule, yellow status, maybe something is not on schedule, and I'm assuming there's a red status. Nobody was at red, but I'm guessing that that's what it is, um, which would be blocking all progress on whatever that implementation would be. And so in this meeting, they went through the status of all of the tickets, you know, the number of open tickets and how many, how the progress is going as far as clearing those ahead of the next release, what the status of each of the groups within the project are going. So let's say there's one team that's working on a new feature. What is the status of that feature? And then one thing that I thought was really interesting with the other teams that they have, which are kind of very functional as far as how the software works, there's also an innovation team, which is thinking about kind of bigger picture. What are the improvements that could be made on a bigger scale to the whole piece of software? And how would those also be implemented with what already exists? So each of those team leads kind of went around and reported on the status of their sprint for that week and how things are going. And it was a really interesting overview to hear about all of the things that are being considered for this product or for this software that, like I said, cannot not work. Like they've got to keep it going all of the time and also deal with some of their dependencies going out of support or maybe some improvements that they want to make that are going to have huge knock-on effects for other parts of the software. So just coordinating all of that and collaborating together across all of the teams was really cool to get a glimpse of as someone who really knows nothing about how they do all of that, let alone really how the software works aside from the few little pieces of functionality that I use it for in my job. So yeah, super interesting. And I'm really glad that I got to join in and see what that was like. Now I did leave the meeting with a lot of questions still. So among those, like who decides what makes green green? Like yes, maybe you have made progress on something, but how do we all agree on what green is? And then who is doing the tickets? Where, you know, these team leads that were in the meeting, there were probably, I want to say 25 or so people in this meeting. Each of those team leads also, I'm assuming, has a team that works with them. So like, how big is this group that's putting, that's working on this software and making it work? And how, who is really kind of coordinating everything? So yeah, I left with a lot more questions than I went in with, uh, but it was a really good start to see how it works. And like I said, for a piece of software that I use in my job, just to really understand from a developer perspective, how that all comes together. So then the fact that I was able to join was actually something that I really appreciated, clearly. And so I thought I would also talk a bit about how that meeting and how my being able to join came about in the first place. So I'm very happy to share that there has been some progress with my relocation to the UK. 
So that means that I am 95% sure. I mean, until the visa is in my hand, I'm not saying that it is definitely happening, but it's sounding promising. And so I'm 95% sure or so that I will be staying with my company for the foreseeable future, which is very different to what my thoughts and opinions were uh, when I started this podcast over a year ago, when I thought for sure I would be leaving by now, honestly, like I would have been gone already. But now that I'm pretty sure that I'll be sticking around for quite some time, I really do want to learn what I can about being a developer and working with software from within my company because, you know, the interest hasn't gone away. I'm still clearly very involved in the projects that I'm working on and would like to know how I can do that for work. So I want to learn what I can in the company that I'm in. And so, as I mentioned, for this particular piece of software, I do use it at least once a week, sometimes, well, pretty often more than once a week. And because I'm a user, I also get email updates about when those releases are happening and what all of the improvements are that are going into each release. So these emails come in about every six weeks or so when a new release comes. And I've been thinking about, oh, I should, you know, ask about that, sit down with the VP or try to learn some information about how all of this comes together. And I've been thinking about it for quite some time because clearly I've been having this whole software idea in mind for quite some time. And so finally, last week, I just emailed the VP who is in charge of the whole project and asked him if I could sit down with him for an informational. And his response was, yes, well, first, why don't you come and join this meeting and learn a bit about more about what the team does as a whole, not just me. So I had been thinking about doing it probably for three of those release emails that kind of was a trigger in my memory to reach out to him. And so I finally did it, got to join the meeting. And like I said, I really, really am so glad that I got to do it because the reception was great. I mean, everybody was really welcoming. Everybody was, uh, seemed um, excited is an overstatement, but, you know, pleased with the fact that I was interested in what they do. I mean, I don't know how often they're really talking to people who actually use the software when they're not angry that something doesn't work the way they want it to. Like having somebody be genuinely interested in how it works, how what they do to make it work. Um, so the reception that I got going to that meeting was really great. And then it also opened the door for me to find out more. So I had known the VP beforehand, so I you know, felt comfortable reaching out to him. But there were, like I said, 25 or so people in that room that now I can also go talk to about what their roles are and how, you know, what their teams are like, the other people who weren't in that meeting, how it all comes together. And so I definitely look forward to doing that. And on top of that is a good way, I think, to just test the waters because this is one company, sure. And maybe, you know, because it is such a old company and things are kind of probably set in their ways a little bit and this software in particular is like, an old code base is the the impression that I get. So, it, you know, it's not the cutting edge of things by any means, but I've been able to at least kind of test the waters, see what it's like to work in a company like this as a developer, as a, you know, te- as a person in a technical role and just get a firsthand look at what that's like. Because up until now, it's been blog posts and maybe some day in the life videos, but nothing that's really very clearly indicative about what my options are, uh, especially as somebody who may like to do some kind of internal transition, internal role transition. 
So where do we go from here? As I said, I left that meeting with a lot of questions. So my next step is going to be to sit down with the VP for an informational with him, try to learn a bit more about uh, his role, how the whole project is orchestrated kind of at a high level, but then also on a more granular level, what those teams, smaller teams do and like who is on those teams? Like, is that something that I may want to try out one day or, you know, what have you, but just get a bit more information from him. And then also assuming that I will be going back to the UK, hopefully relatively soon, definitely the plan is there now to reach out to the people who work in technical capacities uh, much, much sooner than uh, letting these emails go by every six weeks several times before I actually take action. I'm, you know, really want to get in there from the second I get there, hopefully maybe shadow some people or do a secondment eventually even, or, but really just get as much information as I can in the place that I'm going to be settling and just continue to learn. So if you're thinking about making a career change and maybe aren't quite ready to just take that huge leap and quit and go do something, which is so tempting. And, you know, there are so many stories out there of people who quit, go to boot camp, go out and do these things. But, you know, equally what I've heard in talking to a lot of people is that, yes, that is an absolutely valid option and honestly something that I would strongly consider doing myself, but it's not so simple as many, many of the blog posts and things out there make it seem where a lot of people that I've met who have done this, either going to a boot camp or quitting and doing self-study for a little while, you know, it takes significant amounts of time. It can take significant amounts of time to then get a job. And certainly if you're leaving a career that you're already somewhat established in, then building up to the salary that you're used to and the benefits and the sort of seniority that you're used to, that you're leaving from in the industry that you're going out of, that takes a lot of time. So if you're not quite ready to just, you know, jump off the ledge and go do that, which is the position that I find myself in, in some ways, this is a great way to test things out before you do make any big decisions. So maybe there is a piece of software or maybe they even hire out a third party to work on software that your company uses. I would absolutely recommend just, you know, not thinking about it too long, but just actually reach out to somebody who might be able to talk to you about it, even just like a 15, 20 minute chat, find out who they can recommend that you talk to and just do it sort of internally to sort of get that lay of the land and see if it is something that is worth pursuing and worth jumping off of a ledge for, for you personally. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. That's just my little bit of advice there. And if you have any comments about this, please visit startovercoder.com website. There is a link directly to this episode in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and you can leave a comment below this episode. Or of course, you can always tweet me at startovercoder. And if you like what you hear and want to stay with me on this journey of learning to code, starting a new career, and pursuing financial independence, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do it wherever you like to listen to your podcasts or visit startovercoder.com slash subscribe for a list of options. That's all for this time. Signing off.